Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. So today's guest, Dave, is the founder and CEO of Likeable Media, and he wrote a book. He's actually written multiple books that I'll tell you about in a minute, but just to give you the heads up, one of his books, the one that's out now, is The Art of People, 11 Simple People Skills That Will Get You Everything You Want. So I'm sure you can see how this ties in, but I am going to tell you how I met Dave. Long story short, I went to the seminar that he was teaching through my entrepreneur organization. And basically, I walk in the room. I'm a little bit late because I had come from something else. And I see on a screen, be fantastic. Now, I've been teasing all week that he's going to teach you how to be fantastic. And probably you did what I did, which was roll my eyes. It's like, oh, yeah, great. I'll get everything in life I want if I'm going to be fantastic. So... I sit in the seminar and I'm engaged in what he's saying and then it gets to be fantastic. And basically he says, be fantastic. So I look at him expecting God knows what. And he literally says, when people ask you how you're doing, you should always say, be fantastic. And he's like, it will shift the dynamic and what you do. We all go through our days. We're like, I'm busy. I'm what, you know, like, well, what do you say when people say, how are you? You're like, good, or I'm busy or whatever. And I am super guilty of I'm busy, which doesn't really leave people much, you know, like they don't get this warm, fuzzy feeling. So I decide that I'm going to take this on and I am going to be fantastic. I'm going to say that I'm fantastic. So the next day, meanwhile, there's this opportunity after we have this free seminar, Dave was so good, we could pay him for another seminar the next day. And I'm like, sign me up. This was awesome. So meanwhile, though, I have to shift around my schedule and talk about be busy. So after that seminar, the next day, I'm running around like a crazy person getting ready for a shoot that I had. And I go into Trader Joe's. I pick up all the ingredients and I go to the checker. And anybody who hasn't been at Trader Joe's, the clerks there are all like super nice. They're like really chill. And they basically are kind of like the surfer vibe is the best way I can describe it. It's all Hawaiian shirts. And the there was a checker and a bagger. And the bagger was literally just putting stuff in the bag, like looking like she was bored out of her mind. The checker literally, you know, in the cool uh, surfer guy kind of way asked me how I am. And I'm like, I'm good. And I'm looking down at my phone and I'm like figuring out, did I get everything I was supposed to? And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, no, I'm fantastic. And so it was super funny because they both look up like as if something amazing is about to happen. And then I'm like, oh, my God, crap. Uh, What am I going to say? And then I admit it. I'm like, well, actually, I went to the seminar yesterday and the guy told me that I should always say be fantastic. And I'm like, and I think it could be life altering. But I just thought it was so funny that I accidentally had that contrast. Like when I said good, they were checking the bags and ignoring me. And then when I said fantastic. So I've been trying out, trying this out in life and it has been amazing. And the truth is like part of me at first was like, well, what am I going to have? that's so big. That's fantastic. But the truth is my life is fantastic. So, um, I mean, between getting to be on the radio and getting to talk to people and empower people and, you know, if we focus on what we're, what is fantastic, like it really is fantastic instead of just being busy and not present and wondering why it's not fantastic. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Dave. He's the founder of and CEO of Likeable Media, a social media software company serving thousands of small businesses, as well as the co-founder and chairman of Likeable Media, an award-winning social media and content marketing agency. He is one of Entrepreneur Magazine's top 10 up-and-coming leaders. He's been featured on Today Show, CNBC's On The Money, BBC, ABC World News Tonight, The New York Times, and countless blogs. He's also keynoted at dozens of conferences across the country, including the one that I went to. 
Uh, Dave is one of the most popular LinkedIn influencers in the world and literally has over 700,000 followers uh, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. His first book was a New York Times bestseller called Likeable Social Media, which I have and love. How to Delight Your Customers, Create an Irresistible Brand, and General Be Amazing on Facebook and other social networks. His newest book, as I told you, The Art of People, 11 Simple people skills that will get you everything you want. It's out now, and here we have Dave. Welcome, Dave. Hi, Devin. Thanks so much for having me. You're a wonderful intro, and I very, very much appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. I can't even tell you how truly altering your seminar was. Um, I am curious. I know that a lot of people get stuck in life, and this is one of the things that I don't know all the details, so I'm excited to learn this, too. But you decided that you wanted to get married in a ballpark and not only pulled it off, but got it paid for. I'd love for you to tell people how you did it, because that just seems like one of those things that you wouldn't even think to ask for, let alone actually ask for and execute. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a very, very fortunate um, series of events. Um, my, My wife and I both had a very strong background in marketing and sales. So we had pretty good relationships with some different brands that we had sold to when we were both uh, radio executives. And I wanted a very big wedding. So I'm kind of like a larger-than-life guy, social media, reality TV, the whole nine yards. And my wife had been married before. She had had a pretty big New York expensive wedding and it had led to a divorce within two years. So she wasn't really feeling the big wedding, um, but she wanted to, to help make kind of my dream come true of having a wedding where I could literally invite everyone I ever met. And so we ended up pitching a minor league baseball team to create a promotion whereby at the end of the game, um, you know, there's various promotions and themes in minor league baseball games. At the end of the game, we would actually get married. And we called the uh, event uh, Our Fields of Dreams, and we started selling sponsors. And so our wedding sponsors, our wedding vendors, were, you know, if you know uh, sports, sporting events, in between innings, they have various little promotions and publicity uh, things. So, for instance, they throw out T-shirts. Well, instead of throwing out T-shirts at uh, at our wedding, they threw out uh, uh, floral bouquets sponsored by 1-800-Flowers.com, who had sponsored our flowers. And we had our wedding dress sponsor do a do a uh, toilet paper wedding uh, toilet paper uh, a wedding dress contest to give away a wedding dress, and so on and so forth. And we were able to raise about a hundred thousand dollars in kind and $20,000 for charity. And the event was amazing because I got married to the love of my life on a baseball field. But it turned out to be a very, very successful marketing event as well. We generated, you know, just about every major news media uh, on, the, uh, on the planet, certainly in the U.S., was there. And um, after the event, our vendor said, this was awesome. What are you guys going to do next? And we couldn't get married again, so we started the company together. That is so cool. So this all predated your even starting your company. Yeah, it was really my, my um, entree into entrepreneurship. I think I always had kind of an entrepreneurial um, mind, but it was the first time that we actually, you know, officially did a, a company. We, we, had, we had sort of done a, a company in creating our wedding in as much as we sold uh, all these sponsorships and, and raised $100,000 to pay for this amazing wedding um, where we had 500 of our closest friends and family and 5,000 or so strangers. Um, so, yeah, so we had had that experience, and, and one thing led to another, and, and yeah, the next thing I knew, I was an entrepreneur. Very, very cool. And you're still married to the love of your life. Yeah, it's funny. You know, one of my... One of my one of the media, uh, you know, we did get a little negative media. The Times wrote kind of a negative piece. And About.com, marriage column, uh, wrote a column when we got married saying that to, to have a sponsored wedding was inappropriate and, and indicative of a very poor relationship, that we were focusing <gasps> instead of a relationship. So every year on our wedding anniversary, we send the authors of that article flowers uh, and let them know that we're still doing just great. And, you know, at the end of the day, the, 
it's funny because people don't make a very big deal out of their weddings. And, and look, for we- weddings are super important, but my perspective and my wife's perspective was always that more important than the wedding is the marriage and, and what happens after the wedding and after the guests all go and after the, you know, that special day is over. So I'm very proud of the fact that, yes, 11 years later, I am happier than ever and wonderful, wonderful children. And I think I have a pretty good sense of, of, of what's most important in my life. That is so awesome. Okay, we are actually going to take an uh, an early break. Um, so I am dying to hear every word of what you're saying. So we're going to break now. And when we come back, we're going to hear so much more from Dave on all the other amazing things that he has done and uh, help us uh, build our followings and also our happiness the way he has by doing these amazing things. Stay tuned, everyone. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice. America Influencers Channel. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. I'm back with Dave Kirpin, chairman of Likeable Media, New York Times bestselling author, and one of Entrepreneur Magazine's top 10 up-and-coming leaders. He was just telling us that he managed to get married in a baseball park and get or baseball stadium, I should say, and uh, get it all sponsored. He has a ton of tips for making our lives even better. I know, Dave, one of the things you talk about is having a signature look or something that starts conversation. And I think, if I'm correct, you wear orange shoes every day? I do. So uh, I now have 48 pairs of orange shoes and sneakers. So I I pretty much wear orange shoes every single day. I have one other pair I have a, my sort of sad, but I have I have a, my funeral shoes, which is really <gasps> my only exception to the orange. Oh my god! And what brought that on? Like, how has that changed your life? What made you start doing that? Yeah. So um, uh, I was at a uh, I had I had only one pair of orange shoes, and I was at a at a conference uh, of, uh, several years ago. It was an investor conference, and I went because I was looking to raise money for one of my companies, uh, my software company, and I was looking to meet an investor, a guy by the name of Dave, and uh, I, I thought if I showed up at this conference, 
I would get some time with him and pitch him on my company and and try to um, and try to uh, get an investment. And little did I realize, of course, that there would be over a thousand entrepreneurs trying to get his attention and a handful of other VCs that were in the room. So I went all day unable to get his attention and I was really kind of bummed out. I was actually it was, it was the end of the day. I had wasted a whole day and like 600 bucks on this conference. And um, I was standing in line waiting to get a drink when all of a sudden I hear, I need to meet the man that's wearing those mother effing shoes. And I look up and there he is, this investor uh, in a a room full of people that had been crowding him and seeking him out all day. He had come and sought me out just because of those bright orange shoes I was wearing. So he ended up introducing me to one of his associates and they invested $500,000. Obviously, that was awesome, but I, and I'm not, but I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying if you wear orange shoes or have a signature item that you'll uh, get five hundred thousand dollars from a random person at a conference. But what I can tell you uh, is, every single day I get stopped in the street, on the train, at conferences, really, really wherever I go because of my orange shoes, and it gives people a conversation topic, and it gives people common ground when they say that their favorite color is orange. And it creates so many more opportunities that wouldn't have been there. Not to mention the fact that I'm, I'm able to really build my brand and my reputation. So when I walk into a room, people immediately know, oh, that's Dave. That's the guy that wears the orange shoes every day. So I've been working with, I don't know, lots of, lots of various readers and clients and folks that I have come across that have, that have picked up on this topic. And, and you know, so I, I, there's one woman that wears a, a different color flower in her hair every day. Um, another a friend of mine wears pearls every day. Um, another guy wears a, a particular uh, handkerchief, uh, you know, in his in his suit every day. It, it doesn't have to be shoes, and it certainly doesn't have to be orange. But the idea is to figure out a style that you can go with that you can wear, you know, pretty much all the time, whether you're casual or, or more formal, that's going to be recognizable, that's going to be memorable, that's going to stand out, um, and that, that represents your personality. Hmm. I just got back from Nashville. I was shooting the Kelly Pickler show, and I was excited because I wanted to buy cowboy boots, and I feel like I'm living between cowboy boots and flip-flops now. It's, it's pretty awesome. That is a that is a fun combo. So I might I might take your cowboy boots and maybe choose a uh, uh, one of your favorite colors and 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 figure out how you can roll with that sort of signature style. Huh? Yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, so your book, The Art of People: Eleven Simple Skills That Will Get You Everything You Want. What is one of the simple people skills that someone might be able to adopt pretty quickly? Sure. Well, there, you know, there are sort of really broad ones and then they're really narrow ones. I think that one of the narrow ones that people tell me is um, or, or very specific thing that people tell me has been most helpful to them is what I call always take the water. A lot of times when you go in for a job interview or a sales pitch or some sort of meeting with in, in an office, people will offer you water. And what a lot of folks do up until I had my kind of light bulb moment is they'll say they'll feel bad. They won't want to put the other person out. They won't want to you know, make trouble. So they'll say, ah, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm fine really. But if you, if you put on the other person's shoes, imagine if you were uh, hosting someone in your house, and you open the door and they came in and you said, hi, come on in. Would you like some, some water, some tea, something to drink? Imagine if your guest said, no, no, I'm fine, really. I don't want anything. How would you feel? You know, you as the host would probably feel pretty annoyed, pretty like rejected, like, hey, I'm not good enough for them. They don't even want my water. What's up with that? <laughs> so when you're, when you're the person that's offered the water, you want to always take it, whether it's water, tea, coffee, whatever it is. Not only will it help you relax and get settled, but it actually, more important, it puts your host at ease. It makes them feel more comfortable. And of course, a more comfortable host is somebody that you can more easily influence. So, you know, better, better odds of getting that job or landing that client or, or having a really productive meeting. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's a really good point because you're right. Like when people come to my kitchen and, you know, even if they're just stopping by or whatever, I do want them to have something. But I am, I I think I'm going to need to heed this advice because I do often in offices, you're like, oh, you don't want to put the assistant out. You don't want to do all that. So that, but it does really make sense. I also find that it kind of starts conversations a little more when they come back and thank you. And, you know, as opposed to no. Yeah, exactly. Like, so for instance, if they say, would you like water, coffee, tea, maybe you're a huge coffee drinker, or maybe you're not a coffee drinker. And maybe you prefer, you know, I'll ask for green tea, if they offer me, co- uh, you know, water, coffee or tea. And, 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 and it's another opportunity to find common ground. And in general, in relationships, you always want to find commonalities, find common ground, the more you can find in common with someone, the better. And I, I, I see it as a, a fun little challenge, right? No matter who I'm meeting with, no matter what, how different they might seem, how can I find some things that I have in common with that person? Because once you find that, that that's when the magic can really happen uh, around real connection. Uh, have you always been as outgoing as you are? Hmm. That's a great question. And yes, unfortunately, or I guess, as it were, for your listeners, I have. I, I, there's a introversion, extroversion scale. Uh-huh. I'm pretty much on the absolute far end. You know, I'll, I'll walk up to anyone and talk to anyone. Um, so, so I don't know if you're going here, but if you are, you know, you know, look, half, half the world is introverted. And it's really, it's harder when you are introverted to be successful. There is a social bias for sure, towards extroversion. The good news is, to me, is that social media has made it much, much easier for the introverts of the world because on social media, you you don't have to sort of reveal whether you're introverted or extroverted. You can, you can uh, connect with people, even strangers, via Twitter, via Instagram, via LinkedIn, um, a, a, even if you're not the most extroverted person. I, I don't know that you can really change if you're introverted or extroverted, but I think you can become more comfortable with any activity by practicing it. And so if, if, if you are introverted, for instance, and so-called networking is, is something that's important for you to work on, you know, you're never, it's never going to be very comfortable, but it's going to be, it's going to become easier with, with more practice for sure. Yeah, well, it's funny. So I am an introvert and I will admit I went to a party this weekend that's like a precursor to a conference and I got there and I honestly just wanted to turn around like I'll do this I'll take an Uber I'll spend money you know whatever and then I'll get there and I don't leave because I'm like I just spent an Uber I have to at least try I'll stay at least an hour and it usually works out okay but do you have tips for people like me who literally like what I did which was probably not the best thing and I do appreciate and now that you say it, the orange shoe type thing, because if I have something to comment on someone, it's a lot easier for me. But I literally just went and I sat down um, at a table that was very central, like a little, I guess, um, seating area with a sofa and stuff, hoping like smack dab in the middle of it. So and there wasn't a lot of seating. So I was like, someone's going to have to come sit down. <laughs> and then that's how I started my conversation. But it's really I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, I'll share some tips, but I'll share with the caveat that I I, I have been a, a huge extrovert all my life. And so while I've studied this a little bit, I've never truly, truly walked in, in, in your shoes and in the introvert shoes. So with that caveat in mind, as you mentioned, when you are wearing orange shoes or you are wearing something that 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 really stands out, that is actually very helpful as, as an introvert because it gives other people uh, something to talk about right off the bat. Um, the, the other thing I would say is, you know, I think we're kind of always so obsessed with ourselves, like for obvious reasons, like we are ourselves. So, of course, we're sort of obsessed with ourselves and, and what people are going to think of us and that sort of thing. But the thing to remember in, in networking, in conversations, in, in relationships is people care about themselves, not you. So if you think about about the opportunity, not as like, let me, let me talk about myself, but, but let me ask questions. Let me listen. Let me get to know other people. Let me, let me just get other people talking. I think it's much, much easier because you can literally go up to somebody and ask them 
a couple of key questions about what they're working on, what they're excited about, what their favorite charity is, like really interesting, open-ended questions that get people excited and happy to talk. And then you can literally like be done. You can sit back and just listen for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20. I, sometimes I've done that and listened for like 30 minutes. It's amazing. People will, sometimes they won't even realize that they've talked for 30 minutes at you. But I think if you're an introvert, that probably makes it a little bit, a little bit easier. It does. You know, it's funny that you say it's in our own heads and that's sort of the difference when people like look at me, they don't assume that I'm an introvert. And so when I am, yeah, when I'm on stage or I'm doing something like that, because it really is about delivering my message and knowing that people came to listen to me, like teach them something. But then when I'm, you know, just whatever at an event and just going up to strangers is, is much more intimidating to me, but, but that is really good advice. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a relatively quick story that I've never written about, um, but that I'll have to find it and put it in a book somewhere. But it's a hysterical story that that focused that helped me think about perspective and me being focused on myself versus others and the world around me. You know, I, I was uh, taking the Long Island Railroad home from my office when I when I go into the city in New York and um I walked into the Long Island Railroad and I sat down on the only seat that was available. It was a handicap seat. But since I was like one of the last people to sit, I figured, uh, you know, nobody else would would need it. And if they if it if they did, I would obviously get up. But I, I, I'm sitting on on the seat. And I see I look up and I see this you know, sort of handicap sign. And I'm thinking I'm um, starting to feel like a little bit, um, you know, even more self-aware, I guess, and nervous. And then I had a moment, and hopefully this won't shock the, the radio listening crowd, but um, if you ever had a moment where you, uh, you, you have to fart and you, think, and you think it's going to be a quiet one and it ends up not a quiet one. Well, I had a moment like that. So I, I, I lay out this, 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 this very loud fart and then I'm like, oh my, I'm just so embarrassed and looking down at my phone and I hear this woman say the right across from me say look at the sign there it was an older woman with a very thick accent she said look at the sign there and my first thought was oh my god is there a no farting sign <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I thought oh no it's the handicap sign oh my god oh, what look I'm sitting here and what am I what do I say I'm just I'm just so embarrassed. And then I, before I even know what to do, she says it a third time. Look at this sign there. So finally I look up and I say, I'm so sorry. And she goes, no, no, look at the sign there. And she was not saying, look at the sign there. She was actually saying, look at the sunset. She was pointing out the window at the most spectacular sunset I have ever seen. And this whole time, while I was obsessed with my own inadequacies and embarrassment and vulnerability, here was this woman that was only focused on helping me and on helping share with others and helping me see this spectacular, beautiful thing of nature, which had obviously nothing to do with me. And for, for, for me, that, that really reminded me to, to focus less on myself and more on the world around me. And I think I just think it's a reminder that we can all remember, especially the introverts that are you know nervous about what others are going to think and, and what to say and that sort of thing. It, it just doesn't matter that much compared to the grand scheme of things. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I completely agree. And to that end, I know you told a great story when I heard you speak about, I believe it was Barbara Corcoran you reached out to on LinkedIn. You have 700,000 followers. Um, how do you get people to want to follow you? And like, how do you make that initial intro if there is something that you think someone might add to your life? Yeah, so I'm a firm believer that we all have something to give. We all have something to give and we all have something to get, but, but let's focus on what we all have to give. And, and the, the way you make a connection is by offering value first. And of course, uh, of course you have to know uh, what that value is and specifically what that value is for the person that you want to connect with. But I'll give you a couple of examples. First, you know, because you brought it up, you know, Barbara Corcoran, 
uh, was somebody I wanted to connect with. And I, I happened to be part of the LinkedIn influencer program. And I thought that she would um, make a good LinkedIn influencer. She was a shark, you know, she was a very successful, et cetera. So I reached out to her on LinkedIn and I said, you know, hey, I'd love to connect with you. And I think you'd make a really good LinkedIn influencer. Uh, the LinkedIn influencer program has been really valuable for me over the last couple of years. I've gotten over 20 million page views. I've sold a ton of books. It's, you know, really helped my business. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it would to be interested in me making a connection. And I didn't, I didn't know her at all before that. But, you know, the genuine offer to, to help and to provide value obviously resonated enough with her that she, she replied. And uh, I ended up successfully helping her get into the LinkedIn Influencer Program. And we've been friends ever since. And, you know, when you think more about what you can do for others than what they can do for you, when you just have that mentality, um, more doors are going to be opened up for you. So to, to the cynical people listening, yeah. um, I would suggest, again, along the lines of, of you always have something to give, I, I speak a lot, and um, uh, amongst other audiences, I speak to college students. And I remember uh, a year ago or so, I spoke at a college, and I said, and somebody said, uh, well, hey, Dave, we're, we're just college kids. What do we have to offer, like, successful, wealthy people? Surely we can't help them at all. And I said, I said I'll, I'll tell you what, I guarantee you, you could call up or reach out to online just about any Fortune 500 CEO on the planet right now and say, I would like to offer you a 15-minute free tutorial on Snapchat, a communications platform that is completely changing the world and completely different from previous forms of communication. And pretty much every Fortune 500 CEO, A, isn't going to have a clue about Snapchat prior to you, and B, is going to be, if they're smart and forward-thinking, open to the idea of, of learning it from somebody that understands it. So it's you have to just reframe and think about, okay, what is it that I do have that I can offer others and specifically the other person that I, I want to meet and I want to connect with? I'm so glad you brought that up because that was going to be my next question. I mean, you know, I read your bio to everyone and I'm sure people are sitting there thinking, well, yeah, you're a rock star with 20 million view, you know, page views. Um, but no, I, I do think it's important. And um, I wonder if you had a couple other examples, if it wasn't Snapchat that people might. And I should tell you that we're we need to go to break in two minutes. This is flying. But if you had, you know, one or two other examples of something that someone at home might be able to offer. Yeah, I mean, so uh, I think ultimately it's really dependent not just on who you are, but again, who you want to connect with. Right. So um, so uh, let's say um, I'm on the board of ed in my local town in Port Washington. So um, I need to um, get consensus um, from from the, the town on on soliciting corporate sponsors. We're actually in the process of doing um, doing uh, uh, kind of for our town what I did for my wedding in terms of, of, of creative ways to, to fund our local schools. So I'm reaching out to all these parents, all these moms, and figuring out how I can connect with them. What can I offer them? They don't necessarily care about um, you know all my social media, all this, all that stuff that you that you um, that you shared. But they might care about the fact that I was a math teacher, and maybe I can help them understand the the um, the math the new math curriculum that you know and help their help their kids a bit. Um, you know, it, it, it's 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 much more about the other person and what their needs are than what it is that um, that you already have because. Chances are, you know, you could you can learn something, right? I mean, I mean, the, the beauty of the internet is that if if you found someone that you really wanted to connect with, and you saw online that they said, "Hey, I I, uh, I want to learn how to knit," and you had no idea how to knit, you could take a, a, a an online video course on how to knit, and you could you could learn how to knit in ninety minutes, and then you could reach out to them and say, "Hey, I'd love to help you," right? So it's 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 more about them and what their needs are than really what you think you have to, to offer because you can figure out a way that you can offer more anyway. 
Super brilliant. And I agree. You know, when usually when you start with you and and write to someone and say, you know, I want to help you, they they do tend to take note as opposed to, can you help me? And um, it has to be authentic. You know, none of this, yeah. uh, I, I want to help you by, by selling you stuff. Right. <laughs> it has to be yeah. truly, you know, authentic, genuine. How can I really help you? Not, not how can I, you know, help, you know, grow your business by you buying my ex, whatever. Absolutely. Okay, we are going to take another commercial break. And when we get back, we are going to hear more from Dave about becoming even more likable. Stay tuned. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Aliens with Gas is the program you're listening to. We are the extraterrestrial rock show airing every Saturday afternoon on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. And we're going to play the rest of the Uli John Roth interview on our overtime. And I dig that because you're doing the, the Brady Bunch thing, aren't you? I am. Because <laughs> I have you, a, you doing? a theremin app right. on my phone. So it's not, you know, a real theremin. If anybody knows the Brady Bunch, what I'm talking about. The UFO! It's back! <laughs> it's a magic picture! Thank you, and keep watching the skies. That's every Saturday right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. are listening to have it all with Devin alexander to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com now back to have it all Hey everyone, I'm back with rock star Dave Kirpin, who's teaching us all how to be more likable in engaging with others and really making an impact. Uh, Dave, before we get cut off again at, a, at the end of a break, because this has been going so quickly, I would love for you to tell people how they can find you. Sure. So actually, one of my core values is is responsiveness. So if people have questions for me now, uh, tomorrow, for the rest of your life, um, I make it a point to make sure I answer everyone's questions. You can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, I am actually one of the more easy people to get a hold of uh, on the internet. Just all, all my name, Dave Kirpin, K-E-R-P-E-N. And I would be thrilled to answer any questions you have. Of course, all my books are on Amazon. And you can also Google the word likable. And fortunately, when you do that, all kinds of different companies and products show up. That is so cool. And I do, I know you said that you get back to people. And I think that um, that's something for people to note too. Like you would look at Dave and be like, how on earth could you possibly get back to everyone? But I actually do as well. And I know, I mean, sometimes, you know, if people want a whole personal, um, I guess, you know, overhaul of their entire life, so to speak, it's a little tough. But if someone asks me like one question or if there's one thing I can help them with, um, I always in some form and encourage them to ask in big forums too. Like I'm sure there's places that you would love to respond. Um, are you doing Facebook Live these days? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yes, not as regularly as I had planned on it, but we're actually regrouping and in 2018. Um, I'll have a lot of Facebook live programming. I'm really excited about it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I would just tell people, you know, make sure you're asking questions that, um, you know, if it's a small question, people can respond back and it's not overwhelming. And if it's a big question, ask them in one of those forums like that, because, um, you know, we love your, I mean, I, at least I don't want to speak for you, Dave, but I love your questions. Um, I mean, I love when people give me questions that apply to a big group because it's like, oh yeah, I should be talking about that. Totally. And, and, um, 
you know, of course, anyone that's done the research, either even if they just listen to this interview or if they've read any of my books or read any of my articles, when people have sort of pointed questions and pointed examples, that that's amazing. That's like that's like fuel for for an author. So it's 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 definitely um, um, very much appreciated by mo- just about every author I know. Well, um, I, I'm curious, with all the speaking you do, what is your favorite topic to speak on? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that. It's funny because I, I guess, you know, broadly speaking, my I have found uh, I'm, I'm not too different from other authors in as much as I like to talk about my latest book, right? So um, it's sort of interesting because my first book, Likeable Social Media, is, is probably my best selling. And so I still get the most requests to talk about that content. And of course, I, I enjoy talking about that content. But when you've done it over and over again, uh, it doesn't become as interesting as sort of like what you're, what you're thinking about right now. So I would say the two topics that I am most excited about talking about right now, one is influence, um, because I'm writing a book uh, about the seven pillars of, of, of influence. And um, uh, sort of a continuation of art of people, but more more pointed at influence in general. And then the other is gratitude, which is which has been part of each one of my books, and and to me the most sort of underutilized business asset and life asset and happiness asset. I find that gratitude. I I, I just I think it's the greatest drug on the planet because it makes it puts you in a better mood and and there's no ill side effects. So I love talking about gratitude. I I just did a a 12 minute sort of TED talk style talk on the ROI of gratitude. And it was an absolute uh, joy. For those who don't know, ROI is return on investment. Um, so what, what did you find? So in, 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 in doing a lot of research um, for my books, I found a huge correlation between um, people's success and happiness and their uh, uh, gratitude practices. So just countless examples of folks that write gratitude lists and write handwritten thank you cards and uh, write, uh, go through, you know, thinking about what uh, they're grateful for every night. And and so I, I began a couple of gratitude practices, you know, that I, I, I have initiated. You know, I write three handwritten thank you cards every morning. Um, and when people get my thank you cards, they freak out because they're like <laughs> social media guys sending a handwritten thank you card. But more important, it actually changes my mindset, puts me from, you know, in a bad mood to a good mood or a good mood to a great mood or, or a great mood to absolutely ecstatic. I, 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 it's, a, it's an unbelievable physiological uh, phenomenon that as, you're, as I am writing out those thank you cards, it changes my mindset. And then the other thing I do that's been really, really valuable in our family is we have a family practice. You know, um, so often when I talk to parents, they talk about how at at, um, the dinner table, they'll ask uh, their kids, you know, what they learned in school. And and of course, they'll say nothing. And how are you doing? Fine. It's sort of like these like conversation enders. So we have a conversation starter where every single day we go around the table and each person says three things. Uh, One person that they're grateful for at the table um, and you can't repeat people, so everyone gets a chance to be thanked. Uh, one person that they're grateful for not at the table and why, and then their favorite moment of the day and why. And it's really an amazing thing to, to, to witness. And my kids really fought me at first on it, um, but now that they've embraced it, uh, know that they'll be talking about it every day, they sort of like think about it all day long. Who are they going to be grateful for tonight? And, and um, it's just been, um, it's been wonderful for our family. Oh, that's Awesome. Um, I think it's funny because I had another guest, Larry Broughton, on who was talking about he goes to bed every night, like going through the steps of or everything that he's grateful for. So he falls asleep grateful and wakes up grateful. I love that you start. Thank you. I agree with you. Like doing something every single day really changes things. Um, I think, you know, a lot of my audience came to me um, more, well, I don't want to say more, but through my weight loss advice and, you know, I'm constantly coaching people on that. And I, I've had a lot of clients who've told me they're too busy. And I know there are times that we are all too busy, but I want to point out that Dave is not only a parent, but, you know, I read his whole bio. He has books going on. He does radio shows. He travels all the time. So, Dave, could you share a little bit about 
uh, why you're not too busy to keep fit? Well, I mean, you or know, how you do or what you do to stay, yeah, you know, obviously. Yeah. Sure, um, sure, sure. Well, 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 let, let me share this. First of all, I will share that I have been on a lifelong uh, journey and struggle with this myself. I, I am, I, I am a three time lifetime, uh, Weight Watchers, uh, 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 uh you know, success, which sort of means you have to be at least a two-time failure, I guess. But um, my very first time with Weight Watchers, I was 11 years old, and I went to the meetings every week, and it was like all these older women and me in a room. It was really funny. And then I achieved my goal weight, and they told me that day, congratulations, you uh, are now, you can now attend Weight Watchers meetings for free for the rest of your life, as long as you stay within two pounds of your goal weight of 92 pounds. And so that that couldn't last too long. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think their accountability to somebody else is really has been really valuable to me. So having an accountability partner in in fitness and in eating well, Um, I have a Peloton bike. So so I I love the social, the competitive and the social aspect of 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 doing my Peloton with and against, you know, people all over the world. And and ultimately, look, uh, I, I want to be around for as long as possible for my kids and for the world. And so the only way I'm going to do that is by taking care of my body and making it a priority. So don't get me wrong. It is really, really hard. Um, and uh, it, 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 I have sort of resigned that it will always be at least a little bit of a struggle, but it's definitely a very important priority for me. And I, I, have, I, I have major love and respect for those for whom uh, it can be a priority. Right. Well, and no, I mean, I'm glad you said everything you said, because basically, to summarize, it hasn't been easy your whole life and you make it a priority and, you know, and it's because of your health. And I think that, you know, it's I mean, I'm not a mom. So yet. um, So I know that it's a little different. Um, But I do like, as I said, to ask parents when they're on here and ask people as successful as you, because there are many people who, you know, don't have quite as much going on um, who think that they're too busy. And sometimes I think we can be really inspired by somebody like you on this front, knowing that, as I said, you didn't wake up, you know, weighing your ideal weight and you don't have muscles popping out of your shirt um, because they just, you know, happened by accident. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I, I talk about this a lot, not necessarily in the context of, of a weight, but in the context of, um, we, we, I actually just wrote an email about this, uh, we, to my, to my whole, uh, following, we, we make time for what we see value in. So every time we say we're too busy for something, it really means we don't see the value in that. I mean, that, that's honestly, that's maybe that's tough love, but it's true. I, I find so many people, for instance, so many, uh, corporate executives, senior executives say they're too busy for social media. They're not too busy for social media. They don't see the value in social media. And if they saw the value, they would make time. So so, so what we have to say to ourselves is we value ourselves, we value our body, we value our health enough to make time and to prioritize it. And and I, trust me, I am. this is not like some like huge, you know, uh, uh, fit, you know, healthy person make, making this statement about what you need to do. I just know that for me, when, when I make time for something, I feel much better than when I tell myself and sell myself that I'm too busy for that. Well, no, and it's absolutely true. I mean, I'm the same way. And honestly, like I always talk about, I don't go to a gym because I don't like it. I do. I combine it with my social life, but I'm going to out myself for going to the gym this morning because I've been so quote, busy with things that I don't have the hour and a half to go play beach tennis or whatever. So I finally was like, that's it. I'm going to the gym this morning and, you know, kind of fit it in. But you're right. It's it's really about prioritizing. Speaking of which, I know you adore your wife and you have something you want to share about her right now. Yes, 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 indeed. So um, thank you for giving me an opportunity to do a book plug that's not my own. And I have to say, <laughs> it's really fun doing radio where I'm plugging somebody else's book. This is a, it's a new experience for me. But, you know, my wife is, um, in addition to being my business partner, will, will in a very short period of time, be my partner in uh, authorship. She has written an amazing book 
called Work It, Secrets of Success from the Boldest Women in Business. And it's a wonderful book. She she interviewed, actually, it's funny to go, go full circle. She interviews over 50 women, including a very, very successful women, uh, including Barbara Corcoran, who we, we, oh, we cool. talked about earlier. And, you know, if I didn't have a relationship with Barbara Corcoran, she, she might not be in, in Carrie's book. So Barbara Corcoran, Sheryl Sandberg, um, Sally Krawcheck, Reshma Sajani, um, lots and lots of very high profile successful women, and then lots and lots of less high profile women, uh, women that have been super successful, but maybe aren't famous because she, Carrie felt like it was really important to, to showcase a wide variety of women in all sorts of different careers and walks of life. There, there are stay at home moms in there. So, uh, I, I think it's a wonderful book. I'm really proud of her and really excited. I think it is a perfect book for pretty much any woman or even a man uh, to get for a gift for a woman. And um, it's available on Amazon pre-order and it will be available in bookstores everywhere in uh, the beginning of January. Awesome. And maybe if I get lucky, we'll bring her on here and we can get more from her. I hope so. You know, there's only a, a, a couple of uh, podcasts and radio shows that have had both Kirpins. So if you if you get ah. into the mix, I'm just saying, Devin, it, it could be very <laughs> exciting. Well, maybe I'll see what I can uh, offer you so that you'll hook me up. <laughs> I want I want those 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 healthy that healthy chocolate cake that is in your profile. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm all in. You got it. Thank you so much for joining us, Dave. Uh, go to DaveKirpin.com. Follow mom on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, LinkedIn. Huge audience. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And again, thank you so much, Dave. Thanks so much for having me, Devin. You rule. Thanks. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.